Welcome to The Thought Locker, a podcast that enables personal growth, particularly in the world of real estate, personal finance, and reducing our carbon footprint. I'm Andrew Duncan, and I believe positive individual change is the key to making the world a better place. Hi everyone, in today's episode, I'm going to take you through the process I personally use to work out the value of any property. If you're in a situation where you're trying to figure out how much to offer on a home, you really need a quick, easy process that you can work through to decide what's going to be competitive. If you've looked at a number of different properties and they don't have a price advertised on them and you need to figure out if it's in your price range, you need a process to be able to work through and say, okay, is this something that we can even look at offering on? You know, does it fit into our budget? So hopefully this process is, is performs that function for you. What you'll find is that this particular set of steps that I'm going to take you through are very similar to what most real estate agents would use. Um, you know, when I worked as a salesperson, this is basically the step-by-step set of actions that I would take before completing an appraisal on a property. So this is, this is actually what we do, um, and I'm going to talk you through it. So you've got all the tools you need. So step one, we're so lucky to have online valuation websites. So straight away, you can go to a site like homes.co.nz, H-O-M-E-S.co.nz. Uh, you can also check out Trade Me's Property Insights page. Very similar uh, and for the Trade Me one, just, just Google Trade Me Property Insights. Uh, for both those websites, you can punch in the address of any property and it will give you an actual estimated value. Now, they haven't seen the property, but these computer-based algorithms are getting better and better all the time and can be surprisingly accurate. Now, when you look at these figures, it is important to take into account a few factors, though. What the computer won't take into account is the condition of the property. Is it average, below average? Is it super duper renovated? You know, is it beautiful inside and out? Uh, the computer won't know if there's any major works required. So uh, if it needs repiling or rewiring or re-roofing, uh, it may not take into account what kind of cladding it has. So if the property has, you know, a, a, a less than desirable type of cladding, then that, that could affect the value here. Uh, also, the, just the layout, uh, is it a you know is it a real rabbit warren is a term we used to use does it have lots of tiny little rooms that don't flow very well Uh, is it light and spacious Uh, how does it feel when you walk through it so bearing all those in mind they're still really useful numbers to know Uh, and there's another site that's up and running now called oneroof.co.nz where you can also get another estimate and these are all just data points they're not necessarily what you should pay for a home but it's just information that can be really useful to help you paint a picture Step number two is to find out what the property last sold for and find out how long ago that sale occurred. You can usually find this info on homes.co.nz if you scroll down a little bit further. Otherwise, ask the real estate agent selling the home for the sales history of the property. They should be prepared to give that to you. Sometimes this can tell you a lot. So if a property has sold 10 times in the last 20 years, then that's possibly a little bit of a red flag to investigate further. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it might just mean that uh, it's it's a, a transient home where people have found that after a year or two, they're ready to move on. 
Mostly though, if you've seen a property sell a year or two earlier, it is very common that people's circumstances change. You know, people get a new job in a different town, suddenly they've got another kid on the way and they need a bigger house. There can often be lifestyle changes that require a sale. If a home has sold in the last one to three years, it can be a really useful tool to help you ascertain what it might be worth now. Uh, you've got a much uh, more relevant data point that you can then say, okay, well, I think the market's gone up about 10% since last year. So you can essentially sort of add that on and give yourself a rough ballpark, maybe factor in if they've made any changes to the home since they brought it. Step number three, what improvements have been made to the home and what improvements are still needed? When it comes to improvements that have been made, does it have a brand new kitchen? Has it got brand new carpet? Is the quality better than average for the area? The owners will probably be looking for more value in those cases. And, and these updates will add value, uh, but not necessarily exactly how much the owner paid for them. Sometimes people overcapitalize and, and go for renovations that don't fit with the area. Conversely, if a home needs updating, you might pick it up slightly cheaper too, but often this is a bit of a misconception in real estate. When buyers look at a home, it's really easy to, to knock it down and say, hey, uh, this needs a new kitchen, this needs a new bathroom, this needs a new carpet. Uh, we're going to total up the cost of all those improvements, say that's $80,000, and we're going to take that off the perceived market value and we're going to offer 80 grand lower. Real estate doesn't really work like that though. If, if the house is livable as it is right now, then there's value in the current fixtures and fittings. So just because it's got an 80s kitchen, you can't subtract the cost of a new kitchen from your offer price. You can if you want to, of course, but it's probably going to make it very hard for you to secure the home. What you've got to remember here is that, say you're budgeting 80000 to renovate the home. If you spent that $80,000, the home is going to be worth a heck of a lot more than what you might perceive as the current market value. And if the owner did those renovations, it's going to add a whole lot more value than what they're probably asking for right now. So it's okay to take a bit off your offer price if it needs renovating. Just don't expect to take the full cost of any renovation off, off the price. The main reason there is I think you just reduce your chances of having your offer accepted. So if you want to get into a home, it's just an important point to, to keep in mind. Step four would be to look at the current rent or rental appraisal. Now, you might think, hey, I'm going to live in this home. This isn't going to be a, an investment property, and, and that's fair enough. But looking at the current rent or the, the yield is a really common way to work out a value of a property. It's what an actual valuer will look at if they go through the property on your behalf. Now, what you're looking for here is kind of a, a likely weekly rental factored into the asking price. So, for instance, if the property is worth roughly $600,000, and it rents for $500 per week, then that's gonna give you a 4.3% yield. So to work out that number, you take the weekly rent, $500, times that by 52 to get the yearly rent, and then you divide that into the purchase price, being 600,000, times that by 100, and you get 4.3%. Why is this useful? What you wanna do is essentially compare it to other similar properties in the area. How does it compare to other properties that have sold recently? you're going to expect to see a similar yield for similar properties. So if this property you're looking at is selling for a far lower yield than other ones in the area, that can be a bit of a bit of a concern. It essentially helps you work out whether the property's in line with other, other houses in the market. Similar properties in the same area should sell with similar yields. So definitely worth keeping in mind. 
It's also just really good, useful information when you're buying a home. You, you may be planning to live in it. Often what happens though is people live in a property for a while and then suddenly things change and they need a bigger home or they want to uh, go and live overseas for a while. Uh, so it's super helpful to know whether the rent would cover the mortgage interest on the property if you happen to, to go away for a year or if you wanted to keep the property as an investment. And I think you should still factor these things in when you're buying a property even if you don't plan to rent it out to start with. Step five is to look at comparable sales. Look at homes that have sold recently that are similar to the one you're looking to buy. This is still the very best way out there to figure out the value of any property. And it's one that's not utilized by many people, strangely. You should be able to ask the salesperson who's selling the home for a list of similar homes that have sold in, say, the last six months. The more you can get, the better. The agent should be able to provide you with this information really quickly, and it should have photos next to each property. What I'd suggest you do then is go through the list. Are there any that you've seen yourself? Uh, did you go to any of those open homes when they were on the market? How do they relate to the property that you're looking at now? Would you pay more or less than what, what those properties sold for? If you weren't able to go to the open homes when they were on the market, go for a drive past those sales. And you might think, Gosh, I don't want to drive past houses that have already sold. That's of no value to me. But realistically, it, it helps you create an informed understanding of the market that you're buying in. So I'd get in the car, go for a drive, just sit in the street in the car and have a look at that house. Does it look appealing? Does it look better or worse than the property that you are trying to buy? One handy step here is you can often Google the address online and you'll still be able to see all the photos from the marketing campaign. So just Google the, the house. You might be able to see 15, 20 photos online and you can get a feeling of the condition and try and compare that to the home that you're looking at look at the sale price of the one that sold and say, hey, is this? do I think this property is better or worse than the one I'm trying to buy? And if you can do this for five, six, seven properties that have a similar number of bedrooms and are in a similar location, you'll start to get a really clear picture of what houses like the one you're looking at are selling for in your area. The other important difference to consider here is sun aspect too. So if a recent sale has sold for a really high price, but it's got fantastic all day sun, that's an important factor to consider. In my opinion, buyers ignore recent sales information at their peril. I can't, I can't suggest strongly enough how important it is to understand what houses have been selling for in the market you're looking to buy in. With those five steps in place, you should be in a really good position to decide on a price range. The key point here though is to remember that there's not, there isn't one price for any particular home. Every property is worth different amounts to different people. So don't pressure yourselves too much to come up with a perfect figure. Every property is worth different amounts to different people, depending on their needs, their motivations, their financial situation, how much of a hurry they're in to buy a home, how the location works for them. It might be just next to a school they really want to be in zone for. It might be really close to their parents. They might be, able to, they might be prepared to pay more for a home than someone else might be. The best thing you can do here is decide on a value range. For instance, if you're looking at that same property that uh, you think might be around the $600,000 mark, maybe you decide that the value range is 580 to 620. It's a lot easier to come up with a range than it is to come up with an exact figure. Now you need to look at how perfect that home is for you. If it's a home where you're thinking, that's okay, I could live there, it'll be fine, then maybe you're you're offering at the sort of lower end of your value range. If it's a home where you think, gosh, this is just perfect, we haven't seen one like this, and all the time we've been looking, 
I can picture my kids playing in the backyard, then maybe you want to put your shoulders back and give it a really good nudge. Maybe you want to go at the top of your value range. Maybe you want to go a little bit more than that just to make sure that you can give yourself the best chance of securing that property. Once you've got a range though, it's a lot easier to have those discussions around price and and go through the process of working out your walkaway price. So a walkaway price is something that I coach people through when they're looking at buying. If you're unsure what to offer, especially when you're in competition with other buyers, you want to work out your walkaway price. That's the price at which if I offer this much and someone else offers 10 grand more, they can have it. It's theirs. You know, I'm not paying a cent more than this. It's really useful to know what that very top level is for you so that you can either work back from there or if you're in competition, you can start at that point and just know that you're giving it your best shot. In conclusion, don't stick your head in the sand. This is really easy information to obtain. Please don't just rely on the agent to tell you what to offer. The agent's hired by the seller to achieve the highest possible sale price. They are there to negotiate as much money as they can for their owners. Do your own due diligence when it comes to home valuation. Make sure you have a rough idea in your head what you think is a reasonable price to pay. This is the biggest purchase of your life so far, most likely, so do a little bit of homework so you can make an educated decision. And trust your gut instinct. If you've looked at 20, 25 properties in that area, you probably have a pretty good idea what houses are worth. So back yourself. Give it your best shot and I wish you the very best of luck on your buying journey.